welcome to the premiere episode of In Gear with the Shop. I'm your host, Reagan Dickinson. And on this podcast, we're talking to Teresa Contreras and Sarah Morrison of LGE CTS Motorsports in San Dimas, California. Teresa and Sarah exemplify what this podcast is all about. That is, the people who make the automotive aftermarket go, and they do. These two sisters are outstanding advocates for and practitioners of our craft. So let's dig in and find out some of the secrets to their success. Teresa, tell me a little bit about what your role is at LGE CTS Motorsports. Sure, Reagan. Um, so my role here is a designer and custom painter. That's kind of, those are kind of the things that I enjoy the most. And, and Sarah, what, what would you describe what your role is there? Uh, so for me, I'm more on the marketing side and like sales, um, aftermarket product sales, um, customer service, and then I do events. Okay. And, you know, I just have one quick ground rule for y'all. When I ask you a stupid question, <laughs> could you please respond with an equally stupid answer? <laughs> yes. Okay. okay. So it's the more quick-witted one, but I'll probably just laugh. <laughs> that works too. And, you know, funny though like we always say like yeah what our roles are but we are the owners yeah. of the company too which people say they we forget to say that sometimes <laughs> right you know even with our long acronym uh people know who we are <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know it was funny because so what it is is uh lge is lng enterprises so that started out as louie and jerry so our parents started the body shop side of it okay. and then the cts part was custom truck shop so my sister started that with my parents later where my husband and i um continued the body shop side of it so eventually people knew the truck shop people knew the body shop but they didn't know we were together so then we brought it all together and people were like what what is this and we're like no this is what we're doing this is what we're gonna do and i mean you know truthfully i mean you know everyone was kind of against us but i'm like I feel like we've done okay for what it is. So, yeah, yeah. You mentioned the branding. What have you found to be effective to get your brand across and to make your brand uh, more ubiquitous in the market? So, I think it's like the cohesiveness of a narrative, and I think that's kind of what you know Sarah was touching on is like mm -hmm. um, over the years. So, like you know, us coming out with like a new line of product is you know basically like. I started to really understand my style personally and, and get in touch with it a little bit more because, you know, originally it was always like, oh, we're building cars for other people. We're building them for other people. And that was continuously. And then finally we were like, yeah, well, we got to start building them for ourselves and showing that more. Um, and I think the more we showed our own style, the more people actually really liked it. And, you know, we started, you know, winning more Ford Awards and things like that. So um, mm -hmm. it just... I guess, you know, having that more cohesiveness and just being um, understanding what it was and knowing that's what we wanted to do and go after it more. Um, I think yeah. it really helped fine tune that. I mean, I think it's like anything out there that has a style or a brand. It's like once people start to recognize it right away, you're like, it's like an artist, you know, you're mm -hmm. like, oh, that painting is so and so because you understand yeah. you recognize the style or you know, the composition, you understand what it is. Yep. So it's the same thing when it comes to our vehicles. Now that you start to see them on the road, everyone's like, oh, that's a LG CTS build because, yep. you know, 
it's our style. It's yeah. our, you know, we call them our signature styles or. Yeah. So it sounds like y'all are very self-aware about what your style is and, and what that brand is. And you mentioned the style guide. Is this something, is this like a written manual or you know, almost like an employee handbook or a handbook that, that you have that you've been able to kind of hone in on what is your style? It really is. You know, so we've been doing a lot of uh, corporate builds. You know, we do work with uh, Kia Motors America, with Ford Motor Company, Mm -hmm. um, Texaco. And so with Kia a few years back, they actually did a build for a school of rock. Um, which is, you know, exactly, you know, just like the movie or whatever, um, you know, an academy for, you know, kids for for artists and stuff like that, uh, musical talent and stuff. So they actually sent me, you know, we were supposed to go and, you know, create this van for them. um, And they were like, here, here's a style guide. And I read it and it was like 25 pages long. I'm all, this is amazing. This is perfect. Why do I not have one of these? You know, I would just Mm -hmm. like me exactly everything they needed colors the way a logo needs to be placed i mean everything about it and i'm like i you know and i nailed it because of that because they were able to direct me exactly to what they wanted done you know so i was like finally you know mostly it's just the three of us it's me sir and jason you know or or dad here and there or mom too infusing things and now we're like dude we have a team and we need to make sure they know the same things you know yeah but like creating that style guy took a lot of oh, gosh. pressure off of you too, because it's like, now we have like a new marketing team or we have a Correct. new, um, you know, a new guy that just does like our website sales and updates our website and they don't have to come and get like, ask questions every five minutes to Teresa be like, what font do I need to use? Yeah. What colors am I allowed to use? What images am I allowed to I use? I actually it's walk like, up and go, wow, that looks great. You guys. Yeah. Cause otherwise you are, you're literally sitting there next to them going like, Nope, don't do that. No, yeah. I want it like this. Right. Yeah. I'll put it here, yeah. there, you know? So, yeah. um, you know, able it's to just let them do what they need. It to would do. be like an estimate on a car. You know, I mean, there's a reason why there's an estimate written up, you know, a work order, because you know exactly what needs to be done on that car. You're not guessing. It's like, oh, the front end's damaged. Great. Don't work on the tailgate or the rear end of the car. There's nothing wrong with it, you know, or, you know, whatever that is, you know, it's, it's giving them direct uh, directions and a guide. Of, of what that is. Right. Or under- right. So once you've been able, so you've been able to crystallize who you are and what yeah. your brand is. Totally. So once you crystallize that, what have you found to be the best and most effective method of getting your word out, getting the word out about your brand and what you do and your style? Word of mouth has always been what it's about. I think, mm-hmm. I think when you go and create something, you don't, now don't get me wrong. Like, you know, we build something and we're like going to build it to the best of our ability. And we make sure we're around people that, that push us to make sure like, you know, we're, we're in the top leagues of doing something. Right. But at the same time, you don't build something, go like, ah, oh, this is going to win the top awards. You just build it and go like, cool, this is exactly what I want and the style and the look. Once we build something that then wins an award, you get so much more exposure on something like that because like, for instance, like, you know, rate, uh, rated red, right. Is that what? Oh yeah. The rated okay. Red is. So, you know, we did our expedition a few years back and everyone knows our expedition, you know, it's mm-hmm. uh, the Baja Forge adventure expedition. And right. that again, we built something knowing that, but at the same time it blew up. So yes, social media, but, but we didn't do anything. We didn't do anything to promote it. 
it just blew up everywhere. People took pictures of it. Our friends took pictures of it, you know, yeah, prior but, to it happening. Yeah. So. I mean, honestly, I think it, it, it constantly changes though, because I mean, we've been, obviously my sister and I have been doing this since the nineties. Our parents started it in the eighties and it constantly evolved. It was like, we were, we were in magazines constantly doing tech articles, um, and getting featured in different magazines. And, um, and a lot of those things were just the same thing were relationships. We had, they were the builds we had relationships. They were, um, us going to events constantly making sure we're always in front of people. Um, so whether it's like, you know, I'm in Moab for Easter deep safari and that same weekend, my sister is at a motorcycle show, you know? Um, yeah, People say like, oh, you guys are always working. You're always working. Are you guys ever not somewhere? And it's like, no, we're always everywhere. But that's because this is what we love. And it's our passion. So it's like, even if I wasn't working, I would still be at those shows. So like, it's like a twofold in what you're saying. Like, like to me, it's like you have to build a brand or a product or something that you know that you believe in. And then with that, that that's how you go out and market it with networking with with constantly just being in front of people our relationships of our community and networking that's i i cannot stress that enough for anyone for marketing i mean that's free marketing is just getting out there and meeting people yeah um what do you think is the most what are the most important lessons you've learned from more of a production aspect? We've talked a lot about the business and marketing. You know, that is workflow, efficiency, how the shop is set up so that the jobs go through smoothly on yeah. time. So that's under a budget, if possible, right? Yeah, no, that's a great question because the biggest thing is you don't want bottlenecks, you know? Um, so one of the things that we do daily is have meetings. Um, so everyone knows where basically, you know, we have different areas of production, you know, so we have paint shop, body shop, fab shop, you know, detail shop, um, and then everything happening in the office. So even the office, we have the website, we have marketing directly. So just by kind of doing an overview in the morning and a meeting with everyone, we know, you know, where things are at. So if we're like, oh, the paint shop's empty today, so they actually don't have anything going to them, how can they help everyone else be productive, you know? Um, oh, they can actually take apart some of the cars, you know? Or or maybe it's this is a day that they have to clean up and make sure because tomorrow they're going to be really busy. So, so it's just going over a quick meeting, and it doesn't have to be long. It just has to touch on, you know, what vehicles are kind of going through the shop, what's happening, um, just to get a quick overview of that. So everyone knows what they're doing. It's just like doing that brand style guide. The more, the more you have a plan set in place, um, the more it's going to create everyone. If, if someone knows what they're supposed to be doing that day. Awesome. Everybody always constantly working together as a team is so huge. Yeah. And then, uh, we do lists in the morning that get posted throughout the shop. So everyone knows. Yeah. But I think just like what she said, we don't, we don't like try to separate everyone. Like, like, Oh, you know, that's the accounting department. You don't need to know what's going on. We're like, no, there could be one idea that you have that's going to be so beneficial to the rest of this that we think, you know, the 15 minutes we spend a day is is completely worth it, you know, to hear someone else's opinion because they're going to bring something else to the table that we might not have thought of. Right. Almost cross-training, right? Yeah. 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 Do y'all have a favorite event or type of event for that matter? Mm, so... 
I love going fast. <laughs> she loves hitting the rocks <laughs> a little bit more. So like I, right. so in my Raptor, so I love, I love to go racing. Um, I love doing Raptor runs in Baja and then mm-hmm. Sarah kind of does more Moab. Uh, and Yeah. I mean, I obviously I like going to Moab and Easter Jeep Safari or doing any of those kind of runs. But I'm going to say right. my favorite event to go to every year is SEMA. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the SEMA show. Um, I get to see all uh, all the new product coming out. And, um, and our automotive family. And our automotive family. <laughs> we get to network. <laughs> um, we are constantly, like, involved. Like, you know, Gear Up Girl is probably one of my favorite things at SEMA to go to because we get to meet all the new students coming in and the... Uh, mm-hmm the younger girls that want to do what we get to do. And um, it's great. It's, it's fun to sit there and inspire the next generation. We barely see these people like once or twice a year and they're our best friends, literally, you know, um, just the level that we connect with them on. Um, (laughs) I mean, you seriously can. I mean, these are people that just get you. They totally understand you on the same level. Yeah. um, Do you think the automotive aftermarket community is unique in that regard or you know there's other communities i think that are pretty close but it seems like this one in particular has that familial bond so to speak do you do you find that as well 100 percent. yeah yeah you know speaking of advocacy and and the the things that you're involved in in the industry um what's the latest with uh the real deal revolution so in 2014 jesse combs and myself started real deal revolution because um, we had met on the 2012 uh, SEMA SBN all-female build with Ford. And so we pretty much like all of us are like best friends from that. You know, there was 50 women. Um, all of us worked on a Mustang and we just all of us built it together. It was the most amazing feeling I probably met some of my best friends. And so, you know, with that, um, over the years, Jesse and I just had a passion for, you know, teaching other women. We just, we understood each other. We knew how detail oriented we were. We knew we loved to go fast. Like we just had so much in common in so many ways. Um, and we're like, we need to do this with our other women. We know there's more women out there. We need to breed more women like this, you know? Um, and so that's just kind of where real deal came about and stuff. And, and so over the years, it's been amazing. And obviously last year was, was horrible um, with, you know, her leaving this earth, but going 548 miles an hour. Um, yeah. You know, she's amazing. And, mm-hmm. The hardest part, I think, is moving forward without that, but then also right. at the same time having her shining light behind all of it, you know, um, and everyone knows that. I mean, she did what she loved every second of every day, and that continues to inspire me still, you know, and so um, we're still going strong um, after, you know, her and I, we, we so we did an event, Babes Ride Out, every year, and that was probably our best event that we do. And so we were already planning for Babes Ride Out Central Coast. It was our biggest one yet. It was going to be amazing. Um, and right after her passing, that was probably the hardest thing is to try to keep seeing that move forward. And it was so amazing. All the women that, you know, helped and reached out, you know, my sister, helped Kristen Klein, Grease Girl. She really helped. And we got all these women together. All these women showed up. 
and we had like 20 volunteers and it was amazing. We've never had that before. We just had so much empowerment of like women going, I just felt like I had to reach out and help you guys. And I was like, yes, finally. That's great. You know, it's, it's been hard this year because we've been doing a lot of other things too and stuff, but it's still going real deal. Revolution uh, is still going strong. We have seriously amazing women um, that are part of it. So um, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, You know, earlier on, we talked about you have a new venture. Can you tell me a little bit about that? That you're because we're not busy enough. We know. <laughs> no, it doesn't sound. It doesn't sound like y'all are busy at all. <laughs> Basically, you know, Sarah kind of mentioned that we've had our signature builds over the years, and with those signature builds, you know, everyone would be like, "Oh, I love your parts." You know, you need to make those, and we're mm. like, "Well, we do make them. They're just custom, and you need to have your vehicle here, and we'll we'll build them for you." You know, and so in 2011. Um, uh, I built my personal Raptor and, and, you know, I, I did the bumpers exactly how I wanted them. And I worked with my dad and everything. And I'm like, okay, this is how it needs to look. And then probably about a year later or so, you know, we were talking to someone, they're like, this is the mystery bumper. And we're like, what are you talking about? What do you mean the mystery <laughs> bumper? And they're like, your bumpers are the ones that are on all the forums. It's the mystery bumper. Sure enough, we went on these forums and found that there were all kinds of pictures of my truck on there saying that it was the mystery bumper, you know. So we finally decided to come out with our our line of uh, off-road products called Baja Forged. And uh, you guys can go to the website, check it out. It has all our product on there. It has pictures of our vehicles and um, that kind of stuff, which is uh, BajaForged.com. And... Uh, yeah, but so it's our new, our new product line and we just launched it and, uh, we are ready to start shipping parts. Well, I I wish y'all luck, all the luck in the world with this new venture. And, um, you did, what is the, uh, is BajaForge.com, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, um, I can't tell you how much I appreciate the time that you spent with us today. And I really enjoyed talking to you and learned a lot, I think. And I, th- I hope everybody listening learned a lot, too, from y'all. Um, and I appreciate your candor as well. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're welcome. Definitely. So thanks for having us. Yeah, I thank mean, you. it's really of cool course. to have an opportunity like like for us, you know, to, to do things like this, too. So, yeah, very cool. Thanks again to Teresa and Sarah. They were awesome. And you can find this new podcast at theshopmag.com. And when you go to theshopmag.com, click on the logo that you'll see there on the right-hand side of the page, the In Gear with the Shop logo. You can also find us on SoundCloud. And when you go to SoundCloud, uh, subscribe to us, please. And uh, we also want you to keep an eye out for episodes every first and third Tuesday of the month. Now, if you have any questions, suggestions, or any kind of input, feel free to reach out to our producer. His name is David McNeil, and you can find his email in the show notes below. Adios, amigos.